If you are loving this podcast and you love the tips that I'm sharing and it feels aligned, but you're just not quite sure where to start, what is the best route for you to take right now? I would love to connect with you. I am offering free consultations to anybody who would like to learn more, see which of my programs best suits them, maybe discuss private coaching. We don't have to, but what we'll do is we'll start to dive into what you desire, what you're struggling with, what is going on for you right now. And if there's time, I'll take you through a little embodiment practice to help solidify your desires deep in your body right now. And if you want to ask more questions about what is the next best step for you and what will help you with your unique issues and desires and goals, I would love to connect. So hop on a call. I'm going to drop the link in the show notes and let's talk about you and see if it feels aligned to work together. You are listening to Get Your Sexy Back podcast with Kim Coffin, empowerment, sex, love, and relationship coach. My goal is to bring you uncensored healing and pleasurable wellness through sacred sexuality, sex positivity, and empowerment that feels good to your body. So as a collective, we can release shame, reclaim the places we've been most disempowered, reconnect to our body, remember who we are, and step into our unapologetic power basically breaking down the walls of our conditioning and the patriarchy together. My pussy is so excited that you are here. Let's drop into this week's episode. Welcome back to the podcast. I have one of my favorite friends with me again today, Jenny Braxton. She's back. Hello. Hi, Kim. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. Super excited for this conversation. I am too. I absolutely love talking to you. We're like 40 minutes late because we've been chatting the whole time. <laughs> I know we've already <laughs> been talking for 40 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Never too late though, right? All on perfect timing. But we really want to drop in today. We've been playing with this topic amongst ourselves. And if you haven't listened uh, back in June, probably I'm thinking episode 180-ish. I'm going off the top of my head here. Uh, Jenny coached me and there's another episode right following that where I coached her. We also shared about Costa Rica last year and a whole pile of different things because Jenny is also a sex, love and relationship coach, uh, certified and trained in the same programs that I am. And we just love diving in and we keep coming back to this conversation around the sacred masculine and the sacred feminine or the sacred masculine, the divine feminine, whichever way you want to play with it of just really how we are stepping in and relating with each other in relationship in ourselves and with partners. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. And I would even say like, I love, I love even putting that kind of name on it, naming it right. Divine masculine, divine feminine or sacred masculine, however you want to say it. Um, And for me, it's also just like, like masculine and feminine, right. It's like these, it's these energy currents that not only show up and very much affect how we can be experiencing, you know, things in our relationship, which I think we're going to talk particularly about, but also just like in anything and like living our life creating our life, feeling good in our life. Like I, like these two energetic forces are part of everyone and everything. And I think it's just really beautiful to have deeper and deeper understandings of how we can work with these energies because it's just will benefit us in all areas of our lives. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah. also their polarities too, right? Yep. These energetic mm-hmm. polarities, yep. the yin and yang, the ebb and yep. flow, the stoic and the more like if you look at a river, we've got the river bed and then we have the water flowing over top. Like we have both of these energies in in so many different places. And I think some of our disconnection and our disempowerment over the years has pushed many people, whether we're talking men, women, non-binary into certain polarities that don't always serve us. So yeah. example, it definitely pushed me over the years in, you know, coming from trauma and so forth from childhood into a very much more of a controlling being in my masculine, making sure I'm in charge so that nobody yeah can touch me and nothing can go wrong now that changed many years ago and i've learned how to surrender into more of my feminine which is where i want to be that is where i am meant to be for me right and we each get to play and see where's our trauma showing up in our masculine and feminine and how is it also then showing up in relationships and again it's all connected 
Yeah, it is all connected. And if we want to talk about kind of like the big macro picture of it, it's why do we have, because we have like a, like a I don't know, pandemic, maybe that's the correct word <laughs> of like toxic masculine patterns. And, and we can talk more, you can kind of like really name like what that looks like exactly, right? But toxic masculine patterns that then result in what I call a disempowered feminine patterns, right? Or toxic feminine yeah. patterns, we can also or say. Or dark feminine. And that comes- Some people say dark feminine, dark. right? See, toxic I don't feminine. I don't like saying yeah. dark because for me, dark is not toxic. Dark is not bad. Like dark is, I know. The, dark is the feminine. So I don't, I don't like using it in that way, but but yeah, I I generally say disempowered feminine. But what does that come from? It I like comes that from better. Yeah, five thousand years of patriarchy, right? Five thousand years of repressing the feminine, and so when we repress the feminine, uh, you know, our our sexuality, our emotions, women, right? We are we are putting that dynamic out of balance, right? And that pushes mm-hmm. this like toxic masculine energy, and I mean, and that is really like if we would just want to look on a macro level of like what is quote unquote wrong. In the world like for me that is what is at the core of it right is this imbalance of these two essential inherent energies right this masculine and this feminine and so i think that the more yeah that we can understand this that we can bring this back into balance within our own bodies which is a practice <laughs> right mm-hmm. the more that we are just like contributing to the whole of bringing harmony back because when the masculine and the feminine are in harmony and and really come together in unity like oh that is where like the magic is the ecstasy is the orgasm is right like that is where the healing is like our power lies when in these opposite forces coming together um so i I feel like i'm curious to that yeah just feeling into that because just just that alone i think needs just a moment of because that Mm. is where that yumminess lives that connectedness Mm. that sacredness that Oh, mm. just oh, mm. um, and not in an orgasm. Oh, just a, oh, like yes. Again, yeah. I'm using all these orgasmic words, but I'm not meaning them. I'm just yeah. in that. There's this sacredness in there of just this. This is what we're here for. This yeah. is what it's about. Yeah. Yes. Being. Yes. Being. Being met in that way, and being met in that way in relationship is like. Mm. out of this world (laughs) out of this world it's uh yeah just wanted to get that space for a moment I love that I love that and it's like the way I feel you know it's like I feel the masculine and feminine energies you know within my own being right and like, you know, between the doing and the being, and, and maybe after this, we can kind of really name it out for people, like what exactly we are talking about when we're talking about masculine, feminine. Um, but it's like, I feel it's like managing and flowing between and having harmony and balance between those two energies within my own self. And then within the dynamic of my relationship, I personally really like to be in my feminine, right? Because I like that dynamic that it creates with my mask or my, my husband who is very much in his masculine. But I think, you know, I think that's part of the reasons why I see a lot of conversation or, you know, you hear people talk about, you know, masculine and feminine energies. And I think oftentimes it can be on a, you know, there's just, we can look at it in so many different realms and people will talk about it almost on kind of like a superficial level, but I think it's so potent. And I think we're going to really talk about this in this conversation today, right? Where it's these, these energies within us, but also these dynamics that we can play with in our relationship and that can make relationship just like so spicy and fulfilling and wonderful. (laughs) Alive, alive, Alive. real, true. I'm going to go back to sacred, um, connected. And it's, yeah. that's where you're, you just like the rest of the world falls away. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Cause you know, you can figure whatever out right then mm-hmm. and right there from that spot. Mm-hmm. It's like the unapologetic power that I talk about when we come into our body, into pussy, into our sacred power, into the, fe- into the feminine, right. Into yeah. all of that. We get to this unshakable, unapologetic power. I think when we can both bring, at least in a male-female relationship, our sacred feminine, our sacred masculine together and start to weave using the tantric philosophies, right? We're both weaving, that is what tantra means. When we can weave both of our energies in the masculine and feminine that way, we again are coming into our unapologetic power, but in that relationship. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And and for me, I, I can I really can see now how like 
really healing my relationship with my feminine and reclaiming that, that was like the first step for me, you know, and I have yes. very much been in a years long, deep dive, decade, decade long, deep dive of really, you know, reclaiming, healing, um, with my feminine, with my feminine energy, which for me, yes, is completely like represented, personified by, by pussy. Like pussy is kind of the, the source of that for me. Um, and, and now and that portal. I have gotten the portal, she is the portal. Absolutely. And, and so as I've gone through that portal now and like, kind of like coming to this place where I, I'm not on the other side necessarily, well, maybe on the other side of a portal, but right. I mean, the work, the work embodying pussy and the feminine and all of this is ongoing, but I've done enough of it now that I'm now seeing how I'm going through this whole other portal of, of really deep, a, a deeper level of healing with the masculine um, than I have before, which is incredibly beautiful. And, you know, I think it would be helpful here just to like pause for one moment and just to like make sure because you did mention like you know this dynamic within a yeah a man a man woman relationship and um you know we're using the words masculine and feminine right I do resonate with those words I do like those words but they don't necessarily mean they're just words to describe these like these concepts they're not even concepts right these energies and we can replace those words with things like yang for the masculine yin for the feminine we we're talking about like solar, right? For the masculine, lunar for yeah, the, the sun, the, the sun, the, the moon. The sun mm-hmm. is technically masculine, and the moon is yep. feminine. Yep. Um, yep. Inward flow versus outward flow. There's yeah. a whole pile of different words we can play with. Yeah. But we yeah. each but- also have them within us. Exactly. Exactly. And the the point I just want to make here, just for a moment, is like no matter where we personally fall on the gender spectrum we contain these energies. So even, you know, and, and I can't, I, you know, I am um, a woman in a relationship with man, so I can really only speak to like my experience there, but like I, you know, yeah. these dynamics and these polarities and these energies exist between in relationship between people. I think no matter what we orient to or where we fall on the gender spectrum. Um, yeah. So here's some other ones as well. So feminine being magnetic, the unknown mystery, um, manifestation and womb, like the beginning point of creation, which is also creative in there, mm-hmm. receptive, cyclical, the moon flow, nonlinear yin. Yeah. And then the masculine going into radiant, direct, linear, logical, structured decision-making, penetrative, the sun, yang. And then the other one I want to add in there is also just this providing energy and then the feminine more receiving and not that we both don't have both but again it's playing and no matter how you are showing up in your gender roles we have both but i think for this for this conversation we're definitely going to be speaking to masculine feminine in relationship because it's a relationship that both jenny and i are in Uh, and it feels the most alive is what we want to share from and we want to share how to get to that point which going back to what you're saying a moment ago as well is it's, I, I love the parallels between us. Like, you know, we only talk every few months and except for in June when we talked a lot for a month, yeah. but like <laughs> we really do only talk every few months and we both have this 10 year journey. Like mine started in 2013. It's been mm-hmm. 10 years mm-hmm. and it was the calling in. I kept hearing the message, slow down, slow down. And I got it over and over and over. And I really wasn't listening because I didn't have time because <laughs> I was in yeah. my masculine, right? And then the universe was like, okay, broken ankle. Here you go. 12 weeks. You're not walking. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> and again, it was like, fuck, slow down. Yeah. And I had to learn the hard way. And it was the first calling in for me of just like, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. And then I also see the parallels between you and me uh, of also doing our feminine work for the last, you know, mm-hmm. eight, 10 mm-hmm. years deep. Mm-hmm doing our own work, healing, mm-hmm. coming home in our bodies, coming home into the feminine, reconnecting with pussy, reconnecting with all of who we are yeah. in our own feminine power. And then now I'm also moving into embracing it and inviting the masculine in. Yeah. Even deeper. Yeah. 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 And I think, I think that that is in general, that is the trajectory that a lot of women and pussy having humans get to take, right? Because we have been 
so systematically disconnected from our bodies, which is the feminine, from pussy, from our sexuality, which as we said earlier, like this, that's like, like the core, the source the portal of our feminine energy. And so I think for a lot of us, like that is a place that we, we have to start here, right. To be able to reclaim these parts of ourselves. And then that can so just deeply support us in moving into this, this healing with the masculine and in like, you know, not to say that it's not going to be different for people, but I think in general, like that is yeah. um, really key. Because, I mean, because the way that I understand things and, you know, what pussy teaches me, right. is like, we've got to attend to her first, got to like really connect in with this part of ourselves first. And then from there, right. Like we can take that into these other, other places, but um, yeah. Yeah. We have to heal with it. We have to heal our own feminine, heal our own masculine within. Yeah. And then hold space to invite the masculine partner. If that's the relationship you're in, inwards to also then heal that relationship. Yeah. You know, and I I think this is a point where, where my relationship differs, at least from your current relationship in that, you know, my husband has never been open to my, yeah, I mean, not that I, I don't, you know, we, I mean, we have our conversations, you know, not that I don't hold space for him. Right. But like he, he, the way that I approach my healing and my journey is not the way he approaches his. And he does not want me to share my ways with him. <laughs> and yeah, so that's fair enough. been really, but that's been really potent because what I have seen in that is that that's fine. Because really, if I just focus on my own self and I do this inner healing within myself and I do this inner feminine healing and this inner masculine healing within my own self, and then energetically, right, that like shifts things. And he and he and me giving him space to go do his thing in the way that he does it, like he does, he has been on this path right along with me, right? But in me, like giving him that space to do it in his way and that it doesn't have to be the way that I do it. I totally relate with that. And yeah, yeah. you know, there's things that my partner just kind of goes, what? So yeah. no, I totally yeah. relate with that. Totally <laughs> relate with that. <laughs> and that's okay. That's the whole point. We're yeah. not supposed to be the same. Exactly. 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 And I, I always like to say that because I think that there can be, you know, I when, when the women who come to me, often I hear this story, right? Of like, I'm on this path of healing and evolving. My partner is not like, how do I get them to do the things? It's like, you don't have to get them to do the things. Yeah. <laughs> like you do your things. You take your self-responsibility. You do your healing, show up over and over again with your partner from that empowered place. And like, they're going to shift you. And if they don't, maybe they're really not your person. <laughs> Been there, done that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was my marriage, right? Yeah. So yeah, I've been through all of that. And yet still, you can have more of an awake person in front of you and you still get yeah. to do your own work. You still Absolutely. need to stay embodied, empowered in your truth and keep yeah. showing up, keep showing yeah. up from that place. Yeah. So one of the things that you posted, I think a week or two ago on um, Facebook, which I saw and I was like, I'm going to heart it. I don't have time to to comment right now. My brain capacity totally. is a little full at the moment. But I was like, I want to talk about this more. Was was playing <laughs> was playing with the um how okay, I'm going to let you word it cuz I'm going to botch it totally. Uh, about the masculine, the feminine, the love, the pleasure. Yeah. Go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds good. Okay. Well, I think so. What I was, what what Kim is referring to is on a Facebook post. I was saying that that love without pleasure is pain. Um, and so this is this, and and we could do the opposite then. So because love, which I um, am experiencing and perceiving as having a like an a masculine energetic blueprint, shall we say, right? Like not belonging to men only or anything like that, but like love coming from this like mask is like a masculine realm or energy, shall we say. Mm -hmm. And pleasure being that of the feminine, right? And, And what I've just been really, what's been coming through to me is just the importance, right? Like we need the masculine and the feminine together, right? Within ourselves, we need this in harmony. We want this in our relationships between two people. And 
what this is, is this like this love and this pleasure coming together because love, when you don't, when you have love without pleasure, right. That is pain, right. Think of something that you've loved, but there is no pleasure there, right. That is a painful experience. And when you have pleasure without the love, then that's just empty, right? Like that's empty. Very empty. Very empty. Empty, right. Like yeah, you know, that was yeah. my reference to casual sex, like pleasure yeah. without love is empty. It's yeah. not going to do anything. Yeah, uh, yes, it's not exactly. There. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And so once again, this isn't to say that like, oh, women should only be in pleasure and men should be loving. Like, no, we, we get, we get both. But I do think though, if we are talking like man and woman, I think there really is an element though, of like, there is like the masculine is like holding that love and what brings out that love. It is the pleasure, like the feminine and her pleasure, the the sensuality, the sensuality. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's really hard to have self-love, love for our own selves when we're disconnected from our pleasure. Right? We like don't. That's, that's yeah, exactly. We're disconnect- <laughs> if we're disconnected from our pleasure, we're disconnected from our body, which means we don't have much self-love going on or exactly. we're titrating really quickly, right? Like we're going exactly. from love, no love, love, no love. Um, yeah, exactly. You we need the two. Have We need the two together. Need, yeah. The only word I still want to break down though is yeah. giving the love word specifically to more the masculine side, because yeah. I still want to understand yeah. where your brain's coming from there so mm-hmm. my brain can wrap around it. Because yeah. I totally yeah. agree, the feminines and the pleasure and the sensuality and the play. And then there's this love piece yes. that I'm still yeah, like let's break it down. with. Let's break it down. Let's break it down. So love, let's say, comes from the heart. Let's say love is the source. I mean, that the heart is the source of love right? Just as we say that pussy is the source of our pleasure. Like, can love come from other places other than your heart? Like, yes. Can pleasure come from other places than your pussy? Yes. But if we're talking about like the kind of core sources of these places, right? And so, and I think it's also really important here to remember that kind of like at at a conceptual core level, what we're really talking about when we say masculine and feminine is we're talking about the way that the energy is flowing. So masculine means that their energy is flowing outwards. Feminine means that the energy is flowing inwards, right? And so like love and the heart, like it has this, this outward flowing movement. Can we, and do we need to turn that inwards on ourselves? Like, yes, but in general, right? When we love, it's this outward flowing energetic, right? Hmm. Um, And so with that, like that is how, when I say like love is in the masculine realm, like that is kind of where I'm coming from, like talking about it from this like more energetic blueprint type of place, not like masculine connected to man or feminine connected to woman. Right. But, okay. So I will share that like I had this really powerful, like dropping in of just like really anchoring in with these concepts. Um, uh, this was like, I don't know, a few months ago at this point, and I was like out on my deck and I was having kind of a, no, actually I think I was having an okay day, but what I was doing is I was listening, I was listening to a meditation that I had made with my inner masculine. Cause hopefully yes. we'll, we'll weave this in, in the conversation a little bit as well, but like, okay, we're talking about this healing and this inner, you know, masculine and feminines, like doing this work literally with this masculine aspect that's within our own selves is incredibly deeply healing, powerful work. And so I was listening to this meditation with my inner masculine. And I was imagining like the masculine was like bringing me everything that I need. Right. And I, when I'm in these meditations, I literally personify the masculine as like a man, like almost like a godlike figure. Right. And he's like, bringing me all the things that I want. Yeah. My king, right? Like the divine, this divine masculine bringing me like, you know, money and aligned clients and just like all of the things that like I could possibly want. And I was like, I was just receiving this and I was, it was like feeling very like emotional, you know, I was really tapping into something. I think I was doing some breath work with it. And, and I was just like, well, what, what can I do to show my gratitude for this? Like I'm receiving these things from the masculine. I'm so grateful. What can I do? to show this and and like it just like it just dropped in like so it was just like be in your pleasure like just receive be in your pleasure just receive and and literally like maybe as I'm telling it here I don't know maybe it doesn't sound as powerful, but when those words dropped into my mind I 
burst into tears. I started mm. bawling and it was just this piece of seeing how the, the, that masculine aspect of the universe, like giving us love, providing us, right? Like love, love, love. And what is it that that masculine wants in like in return, shall we say like in return, quote unquote, like pleasure, like pleasure. And so it's like the love bringing the love and like what that wants in return is pleasure. And so we get to like bring these two sides together um, in this beautiful unity and, you know, experience joy and all the things we want in our lives. <laughs> does that, so does that it's the sense? Rec- like, yeah. So it's yeah. the receiving and stay in your feminine, stay in the sensuality, stay in your turn on, stay yeah. in your body. Yeah. And then yeah. give back to that place, which also, yeah. Uh, are we going to go Taoist or Tantra here? It doesn't matter. There's also the cycle of, um, you know, the patterning we've been taught. Not sure if you have, do you have the Tantric major? No, I don't. No, no. I don't know if it's in that one or if it's in relationships, but it's in the one where the breathing, where you are giving when you're, you're in Yab Yam and you're doing some energetic breathing pre-sex or whatever there, but you are breathing as a woman, you're breathing out of pussy and you're mm-hmm. giving out of pussy into cock and he is mm-hmm. receiving from mm-hmm. cock and then it goes mm-hmm. up to heart and mm-hmm. it comes out from his heart into our heart. Mm-hmm. So again, it's the receiving the mm-hmm. love. Yeah. And then giving, going back down to pussy. Yeah. And I'm going to yeah. do it one more time so everybody can visualize. So you're pussy to cock, giving, and then up mm-hmm. to male heart, masculine heart, then giving heart love mm-hmm. to the feminine, and then the feminine going back down to pussy. And that is the cycle. Yeah. That yeah. is and, the pattern. And see the way the way that I perceive and understand that like quote unquote giving of pussy is not necessarily a giving, right? Cause giving is like energy from one thing to the other, which not to say that there's not energy being given, but it's like an activation, right? Pussy mm. in her pleasure is activating cock. And then that yeah. flows up into the heart and then right with that outward. And then that energy is flowing outward, right? Into, into the other. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's a perfect yeah. way to diagram it now to, to kind of show what we're talking about. Yeah. And we can keep seeing this up over, seeing this show up over and over and over yeah. in these different patternings in our trainings and yeah. so forth, yeah. Um, yeah. which makes yeah. total sense. I was just going to oh, say, this also yeah. doesn't mean that you just need to like put out to a partner that is not supporting you, by the way, just needed to put a little disclaimer in there. Uh, and see, that's <laughs> why, that's why also I think that we, we need to be grounded in our pleasure in our pussy first, right? Like I see so many gorgeous heart centered, loving women out there, right. But who are getting burnt out or who get, who are like not able to really like, um, I don't know, create, shall we say from, from that love because they are, because they don't have that foundation. Right. And so for only heart centered and we're giving right. Because when we love, when we are filled with love and that's part of this outward, you know, masculine imprint of this energy is we want to give, right. When we love, we want Mm -hmm. to give, we want to care for, we want to take care of those around us. Right. Because like, that is what the heart does. But if we are doing that with Without being connected to the feminine, without being connected to pussy and pleasure, we're going to burn the fuck out. And so we get to fill up. (laughs) We get to take care of our feminine first. We get to fill ourselves up with our pleasure first. And from that inward, you know, that, that, that feminine that's inwardly like taking care of us, then that can like flow up to our heart and then we can give and we can give and we can give and we can do it in a way that is nourished and sustainable because we are doing it from this connected place, right? Between our masculine, and our feminine, between our pleasure and our love. And that is sustainable and doesn't burn us out in our own body. Yes. Mm-hmm. That breaks down so beautifully. And you said that so, so well. So, well, I'm so, so well. I thank you for this opportunity to have this conversation because these have really been a lot of like concepts and ideas and experiences like flowing through myself, but it's really wonderful to get to have, like to get to say this out loud and for you to, yeah, for us to break it down and to kind of get more clarity on how to even articulate this stuff. <laughs> yeah, totally. And it, it's totally relevant to my life as well, which is just like, right. And yeah. And I want to speak to like women and men also relate differently. Like let's go into some more mm, of the relationship yeah. dynamics yeah. here. So how can, well, we've also already spoken here to how can the feminine, how can we being us, you and me being women, yeah. show up and hold space also for the masculine to step in because we do relate very, very differently. Like we shared the words earlier, you know, more logical versus more emotional, mm-hmm. right? 
logical being masculine or or man and yep. in this case in this case and um emotional being woman or the feminine in this case so yeah. Yeah. Ha- magnetic versus radiant right the mm-hmm. moon magnetic woman mm-hmm. radiant mm-hmm. the sun masculine mm-hmm. man so how do we really settle in right i'm i'm just kind of thinking this in my brain while i'm talking this out loud how do we respond or relate relate is a better word Mm-hmm. in verbal cues versus body cues because we've already talked mm-hmm. about the body how do mm-hmm. we relate in this way that we continue to be able to invite them in to show up in their power because we're both stemming from this toxic masculine toxic feminine like the woman typically will give and give and give like you were saying yeah. and then be drained yeah. and also is controlling everything yeah because that we're in our masculine because it's so toxic yeah. there so how do we stop that and then come back into our feminine so that we can invite to step in. Yeah. I mean, step in. for yeah. me, really, like, the the first thing always is coming back to pussy. <laughs> like, True. the first thing that we need to do is come back to pussy. And, um, like, literally what allowed me to show up to, to start shifting the dynamics that I was experiencing. Cause like in my, in my life in general, also in my relationship, but definitely in my life, I was on like total toxic masculine, just like, go, go, go produce, 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 da, 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 always, always, always. Right. And so like, it was essential for me to come back into pussy and reclaim that for me to start to shift those patterns. Right. And so when, as I started doing that, I started realizing like, oh, because, because my pattern in relationship is that um, if I get triggered, if something upsets me, my voice shuts down, right? And I have mm-hmm. a really, really hard time being able to express myself. Speak. And my yes, husband, me too. It's totally. Me. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I know we have, we have parallels in this. Like, I, I need to think about that and I'll come back. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. Sh- that's what shuts down. Yeah. Totally get that. Exactly. It does. And my husband, I find that with most clients. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I I would agree with you. I would agree with you there. Absolutely. Um, You know, and then my husband could just like, he could just like talk and talk and talk and and I wouldn't even be able to like speak anything. And so from my connection to pussy, like literally like breathing down into my pussy, feeling my like awareness, you know, rooted and grounded in the space, I was then able to start really speaking my piece, right? Like speaking, speaking what I need, my truth, speaking my truth. Right. And so I think that that is the, you know, a very essential first step to being able to cultivate juicy and delicious and spicy and passionate dynamics in the relationship, right, is for us to be grounded in pussy, grounded in our truth and be able to communicate that. And, you know, going back, you were talking about kind of the, it's like, well, how do we communicate that? But also like we, you know, if we have like emotional side of things going on. And I think it's very important for us to be able to, first of all, know how to regulate our emotions. Mm-hmm. Because when we are triggered and we are in our emotions in a triggered way, we could say that is a toxic feminine. Because if we're trying to communicate yeah. from that space or show up in our relationship from that space, we're it's not going to be pretty. Growling. We're growling. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 Or, or maybe in our case, we're that. like shut down. We're like shut down cold shoulder, maybe. You know, if we're speak to that regulated word yeah. really quickly here, because somebody I was talking to was sharing um, well, that's just regulating your emotions. You're controlling them. And I was like, whoa, maybe you're not understanding. So I'm wondering if maybe some of the other public is not understanding. When we say regulated, we mean grounded. We mean we're feeling our emotions and they're not triggering us. They're not making us activate into anger or rage because we've done our healing work and we know where we stand. We know our truth. We know what is ours and what is somebody else's. So that is what regulated means. Now, do I get dysregulated? Sure as fuck, I can still get dysregulated. You hit an inner child core wound that's a deep one, I'm going to go, right? And that is dysregulated. And that doesn't mean, I just want to confirm that that regulated emotions doesn't mean we're controlling them and hiding them by like numbing them or stuffing them down. Totally. It means we're actually grounded. Yeah. And that's taken years of work. And it's like yeah. the best thing and it's something that we should yeah. be teaching all children from infancy. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's like, well, how it's like, well, how is it that you are grounded and you're regulated as opposed to controlled and, and holding them down? What you do, it, and like you said, we're all going to get dysregulated. We're all going to get triggered. And so when that happens, and let's just use that back in the example that we were talking about of, you know, in a relationship, you're, you get triggered by your partner. I, you know, you feel, start feeling a lot of emotions and I'll just speak for myself. Cause I had this experience the other day. Like I feel all the emotions, I get dysregulated. And so what do I do? I remove myself from the space that I was in with my husband. I go into the bathroom. I go into the bedroom. I let myself feel what I'm feeling, right? The anger mm -hmm. or the sadness or whatever it is. I let myself have a little mini rage in the bathroom. Maybe I do some tapping, right? I use these different tools to help breathing, me feel it, breathing. Yep. Embodying it, expressing it. Um, and I'm also like, if he is in the other room, I'm not making a lot of sound because this is my own private thing. And like, I need to unleash what I'm really feeling, but I don't want him to necessarily hear that. Right. Cause this is my Fair own enough. personal yes. process. <laughs> Yes. And so then once I've like moved that all through and then I've like turned to pleasure, right? Because we have to end that emotional processing with really anchoring in how we want to feel. So like, oh, you know, yeah, maybe he's gently stroking my skin, right? Like breathing into my pussy, bringing in that pleasure. And then yes, I can and side note, just out. a little side note in here. Mm -hmm. I just recorded how to swamp and how to use breath work. So that podcast is either last week or next week. So if you're wanting to know what this cycle is, you go into the anger, you go into the rage, you go into the grief, you come back into your turn on, into your pleasure. You can do amazing. it in many different ways. This is another amazing way to do it. Yes. Amazing. I love that. I love that. Yeah. And so then, then we're, we're back in a place of emotional regulation, right? We haven't controlled the emotions. We've allowed ourselves to feel them and embody them and process feel. them through. And then we come back to regulation and then, then we're we grounded again. Out. Then we can think. We're grounded. Then our brain exactly. comes back online because when exactly. we're dysregulated, our brain isn't working. We are reacting yeah. from past lived experiences. Yeah. All of those past lived experiences. 100%. Yep. And then we can go back out and... And I think it's, it's, you know, when we are talking about communicating with our male partners, I think it is very important for us to be able to show our vulnerability, to show our feminine side, not in that I'm like, my emotions all over them, but just like, Hey, you know, this thing that you said actually really triggered me that that actually really hurt me. It brought this thing up for me. Like, you know, I'm, I'm showing you the, the hurt and the emotional pain that you brought up for me. I'm showing my vulnerability. And then I also really think it is important. I think men hear us better when we can speak in a more masculine way, which is direct, right? Clear, not beating around the bush. This is my experience in my own relationship, yeah. right? Because in general, when I'm talking, I'm a very feminine type of talker, right? I talk cyclically. I tell all the details. I tell the full story. That communication does not work with my husband. And it also isn't even available to me when I'm activated because we're out totally. of our brain, right? Yeah. It's not yeah. well, but remember, we're not activated anymore because we regulate. I know, but even, even when you reground, even when yeah, you yeah. reground and re-regulate, yeah. I still find that I'm not fully yes. online yet because like, yeah. it's hard to get my words out. And that is true. also from past lived experiences, right? Yeah, true, uh, true. Children. But in so general, like even if we're not, then. yeah, I think that it, when we're really, when we're really communicating, for example, especially like a need or a desire mm -hmm. that we have, that is where mm -hmm. it is very essential to be clear and direct and using a more like, masculine approach to communication, shall we say? Yeah. And I think it's important as well to share with them what, if they decide to choose to step in to give you what you need, what that will mm. provide to you. Mm. So to finish mm -hmm. that sentence of, I really, you know, need you to do this. And this is what it will do for me. This is what it will yeah. provide to me. Cause then you're also using yeah. the language of, of what they need to hear. They're like, Oh, yeah. this is going to make you feel loved. Uh, okay. Right. Like there's, yeah. This comes from also part of Alison Armstrong's work, right? The Queen's yeah. Code of just really telling them and sharing with them um, what you need and what it will provide. It helps their brain because we're very, yeah. very different to yeah. understand. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And I think from the other side too, it's, imp it's oftentimes we can, we want to also support our partners to be able to communicate their piece. And so that's, that's where coming into like a, a feminine space of, of space holding, right. Of just like allowing them to 
to speak, which can take a long time. Actually, this is, this is something I've noticed like with my husband. And then it was, um, Alison Armstrong who I heard her really articulate this. And I was like, Oh, that's so genius. But like for my husband, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm kind of someone like, I'm going to like, you know, I can, I'm going to like talk and like, I'll take a little pause and I'll feel into something, but then I'm going to like respond. And he can take a very long time to respond. And I used to, you know, I used to not, get that. And I would, I would speak too soon. And then I think it was Alison Armstrong who said that you should wait at least 30, oh, I was going to say 30 seconds. 20, 20 is 20, almost 20, impossible. It's 20 so to 30 hard. seconds. Yeah. I'm happy if I get out space. 10. Yeah. <laughs> right. So give them that space to respond. Um, I think is also a really important side because if we're talking about even if we want to have a spicy dynamic where we're being in our feminine, right, invites them into their masculine and it creates this polarity that is very, very spicy. But we also want to make sure that we are having that, that still that harmony in the way that we're showing up for our partners so that, you know, even if we're women and even yes, if, if we're here to like receive the pleasure, there's also times where we have to be in our masculine. We're giving love, right. To our partners, space holding space, right? Like we, we get to do both. Right. And so, um, yeah, yeah. I'm curious, like, those are kind of the first things that were coming to me as far as like taking this masculine feminine into that relationship dynamic. And I'm wondering if there's anything else that was coming up yeah, for you as I was. There's, yeah. there's my list of don'ts, right? If you're communicating, if, since we're on this communicating topic here, why not continue? And at a lot of these, not all of them, but a lot of them come from Alison Armstrong as well of, you know, don't mother, don't criticize. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's important to come from the I space. Now that comes from our own training, right? Uh, it makes me feel blank when this happens. And I need you to do, or I desire you. I prefer, actually prefer to use the word desire. I think it's received better by the masculine. I desire this versus a need. Um, need feel, just feels so stoic sometimes, but I desire but, but sometimes, this. But, but sometimes need is really the word, right? Like sometimes, sometimes like that I need the because, garbage to go out. Yeah. 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 Or, yeah. or like when we're, if we're having a con where we're getting into like deeper, if we're talking about deeper needs and like getting some deeper needs, like I do feel there is an important time when we literally say the word, I need this. But in general, yes. I agree with you. If I'm talking about like, yeah, can you do something for me? Can you take the garbage out? I love the word desire as well. <laughs> yeah, I desire. I desire. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Don't criticize. Don't mother. Share your desires. Uh, and you're also sharing your desires from a point of or a place of if they can't show up and give it to you, can you give it to yourself? Mm-hmm. Right. There's yeah. a boat there. Um, and don't interrupt. Don't, don't ignore them. Don't tisk them. Don't be impatient. Don't mother. Like it's so emasculating and it can be challenging also in relationships. And I get that. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, that's an important pattern to look for. Like, like the mothering one specifically, because just in this conversation of masculine and feminine mothering is a masculine energetic pattern, right? Because in mothering, control. you're doing, you're doing, you're yeah, or controlling, or you're doing, you're taking care of, right? Those are all action doing outward energetic, right? And so, you know, we haven't really talked about like why it is that because, because, you know, because when we're in our masculine in that, let's say in that mothering energy, right? Like you said, it emasculates, it puts the man into the feminine. And so for a lot of, if what you want is to experience a lot of like passion and desire and to be like thrown on the bed and ravished, a man who's in his feminine is not going to do that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) A man who's in his feminine is not going to do that. And, and maybe, and you know, for some people, they may actually prefer that dynamic, right? If you're a more dominant woman, which there is lots of that, right? But the, once again, but that's a polarity, like that spicy and hot is is still because I'm a very, I'm a very type A, I get shit done female, but I don't desire a more man in his feminine. I need, and I know that a man in his masculine, because I want to surrender into my feminine. I want to be able to be more in what I want to be in, which is my feminine, which is my pleasure, which is pussy, which is playing with my energies that are sacred to me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then there's times where we get to step out and mother and have to, right? Yeah. And not partners, with with our children, our, our children, yeah. with our children. Let me clarify: with our children, with yeah. our children, uh, with employees, with yeah. people that are being little asshats. Right? There, there's times where we do need to step in and take control and set out boundaries, which Absolutely. can be a very boundary making can be a very masculine 
um, process. I'm just kind of playing with that concept as it comes out of my mouth. Yeah, I agree with you. So, and it's interesting because I think a lot of us, and what are your thoughts on this of, you know, we're used to showing you've got three kids. I got three kids. Mine are a little older and grown, which you're still a little younger, but we're used to showing our love. You're pretty in it. We're used to showing (laughs) our love by taking care of, by mothering. So how do we separate out? What are your thoughts here? Let's hash this one out. How do we separate out not mothering, not emasculating while still showing our love? In, are we talking about in a, in a romantic relationship? In a romantic relationship. Yep. 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 So Wait, because okay, I actually, as you were saying that, I was actually thinking that we we're talking about it with children for a moment. So could you yeah, actually just say that one more time? Like children. Re- yeah, let me reframe. Yeah. Back to relationships. <laughs> yeah, right? back to relationships. As, as women who have Although Actually, children. actually, can I just say really quickly before we go on back to relationships, I will also say that um, just with this whole piece of like love without pleasure is pain, right? Because as a mother, I've been in that space where I love my children so much. And so I'm doing and doing and doing and trying to take care and make sure everything's right. And blah, 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 blah. And you know what that led to? A whole lot of yep. fucking pain. Hey. <laughs> a whole lot of fucking pain. A whole lot of fucking pain. And it a whole lot of when are you children moving out? Yeah, for real, for real, yes. for real. Yes. And it was, was not until I reclaimed pussy, put my pleasure first that I could then be nourished in that love and come from a place that, I mean, it was always genuine love, but come from a place where it actually felt good. And of course, when you feel good, then you can give more love. <laughs> yes. 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 I love so, that. Okay. But like, let's go yes, back to yes, that yes. question. Yeah. So no, Matt, now back in relationship, back in partnership where we're wanting our partner to show up in their masculine and we're wanting to show up in our feminine. Yet we are also, because we're mothers, very used to showing yeah. love in taking care of, in making, you know, there's certain things that are taken care of that are accepted to the masculine and certain things that aren't. Um, So how do we show our love and not mother and emasculate? Yeah. So what I would say there is that if we're going back to this whole idea of the like feminine pleasure and the masculine love thing, that we, that we be, we stay in our pleasure. That we stay in our pleasure. And that doesn't mean, that doesn't mean that like, oh, I'm going to stay in my pleasure. So I'm not going to, um, you know, I'm going to leave the dishes for him to do while I go take a bubble bath. No, it's that we're still be, you know, I think it's really, you know, cause it's like when we're talking about a romantic relationship, that's like a, a, like not just like romantic and it's like bubble that you just like have a sexual romantic relationship with this person and maybe like, maybe don't live with them. Or, I don't know, but right. But like, there's, there's ways that we show up in a relationship to take care of each other, right? Like mm-hmm. my husband and I, he, he makes the dinner. I wash the dishes. Right. And so I'm not going to be in my feminine, my pleasure by ditching out on that because then it's, you know, it's, he's like going to feel resentful of that. But if I'm there doing the dishes and I'm like allowing myself to feel my pleasure and I'm like feeling the water on my hands as I do the dishes and I'm enjoying that. And he comes walking into the room and I glance over at him and like, he sees that twinkle in my eye and I just keep (laughs) washing the dishes. And then maybe he's drawn to me and wants to like come up behind me and put his arms around me, you know? And so then I receive that and I lean back into his embrace and I receive that from him. Ooh, this is how, this is how we show the love. <laughs> this is how we show our love by being in the pleasure. We receive the love that our partners are giving us already. Yes, that too. And by yes. being in our pleasure, it magnetizes more of that. Yes. And I have to go back. I'll never be doing dishes that turned on, Jenny. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I mean, I will. Let's. I will be honest. No way. I, that's not how no I do way. the dishes. Necessary. I actually, I get a lot of pleasure from doing the dishes while watching a show. Let's be honest. Okay. Okay. Good. Because I'm sitting here going, Jenny, Jenny, that's not working. It'll never work. Give me another option. But but that was a huge, that was a huge transition for me though, because I did used to go through washing dishes. Exactly. Washing dishes, just like numbed out, just like, okay, I've got to do this thing. And then I'm going to go on to the next thing. I'm going to go on to the next thing. I'm going to go on to the next thing. And so that was part of my journey. Not being present in your body. And, you know, when people talk about like being present and mindful before I knew pleasure, I was like, okay, I know that's supposed to be a good thing, but like being present and mindful in my body is boring. 
<laughs> it can be present, so like I put on music yeah. I put but that's on because you're because you're attending I'm your pleasure. pleasure you're bringing your yeah, pleasure absolutely yeah <laughs> bring in this is why pleasure is the, the pleasure. number one key that both yeah. of us teach everybody not yeah. just sexual pleasure but everyday pleasure because yeah. pleasure is also a reset button yeah pleasure yeah. is a way to yeah to reconnect to yeah. our sacred feminine yeah. to pussy yeah. So now you like, did yeah. say something there about receiving mm-hmm. and I wanted mm-hmm. you to repeat it if you can. Mm-hmm. That is how we show them our love by receiving, which is what by basically receiving. you summarized there. Yeah, yeah that's, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We show and, them our love by receiving. And, 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 and then it's like, okay, well, what if my partner isn't, what if my partner is like kind of doing their own thing? They're not showing me the love that I want. Right. Like I, my answer is still for us to be in our pleasure, for us to receive pleasure for our own selves, from our own selves first, first. first. And then we do those communication pieces that are needed, right? Of like expressing our needs. Yeah, exactly. Expressing our needs, expressing our desires, inviting that in. Yeah. And of course, you know, receiving is probably the second biggest tool I teach 99% of my clients, right? Because whether it's a compliment, whether it's somebody offering to help you, whether it's love, it doesn't matter. We, yeah. as women, as a collective, are so bad at receiving. And yeah. it's the, I don't know if it's number two. There's so many tools that we use, I think, that yeah. are number one. They all yeah. need to be yeah. there. I, know. <laughs> I, think, I think we should put receiving up as a part of the number one. <laughs> receiving is one of the number ones I yeah. teach because it's yeah. learning how to receive. It's learning how to be in body and reconnect. Yeah. It's learning how to be in pussy. It's learning how to be in turn on. It's learning how to hold all of it and all of that. And there's so many other pieces, but our, our, that's us being in our feminine. All of these Absolutely. components are being in our feminine. Absolutely. And at the same time, we also need to learn boundaries because we have yep. people pleasing. Many women have yep. people pleasing tendencies and we're, you know, a lot of people to walk all over us and so forth. So it's all connected. Yeah. It's, it's about yeah, it being it can... all in a flow and a harmony, right? The the love and the pleasure, the masculine and the feminine, the yin and the yang, the giving, the receiving, like it's all meant to be, you know, a flow and a harmony between it. Yes. And that's yeah. why the tantric lens being applied to all of this work, which means to weave, yep. I think is so, yep, I love so that. key. We're weaving, yeah. we're finding the balance. It's the, I like that dance, the ebb and the flow, yeah. Uh, yeah. the yin, yin and the yang, like learning yeah. how to relate. Yeah. And and when we do learn how to relate in this way, that is stepping into our unapologetic power in that relationship. That is when yeah. we are who we are. And we as a collective partners together can be their absolute strongest, most yeah. locked in, in, in harmony where there can be passion, where there can be play, where exactly. there can be deep erotic love and just deep loving support. And so, so um, much. going back just once again to the question of how do we show our love? I want to just invite in another framework um, that I have found incredibly helpful. And that is the, yes. the love languages. Um, oh, knowing, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and what the, it's a, it's a book called five love languages and to be on, I, I will admit, I have never actually read the book, but I, I know what the love languages are and just knowing what they are, it's, it's pretty intuitive. Um, but what I think is so powerful about this is because it really helps us see that actually we do have different ways of really, of really receiving and feeling that love. And mm-hmm. for example, let's say, what are the five list? There it's physical touch, touch, words of affirmation, quality time, okay, quality words time. of affirmation, quality time, uh, gifts and acts of service. Yes. That's what it is. Acts of service. See, it's not one of mine. That's why it doesn't show up very often. (laughs) Yeah. And so for example, I know mine are quality time and touch. They are the number two. I like them all, but they are the most. Well, and it's different because it's not just about liking them all. Like, yeah, I like them all, but there's, it's like, there's one or two of them that you're really going to like feel it. Right. It really means something to you. Like I like receiving gifts, but yeah, but receiving gifts doesn't give me that same feeling that like physical touch does, for example. It does, but it's a shorter lived one for me. Yeah. So it can, yeah. if it's really thought out gift and caring, mm-hmm. which probably mm-hmm. to me actually more lands in quality time because mm-hmm. somebody took some quality time to think mm-hmm. about that gift. Uh-huh. That is there you go. There from. you go. <laughs> that is where it's coming from. It's the quality yeah. time still. Yeah. yeah. Just had my own there. And so yeah. for example, like, so my top love language is physical touch. My husband's like one of his, we both share quality time together. That's important for both of us. But then his is really acts of service. 
And so mm-hmm. it's been really important for me to understand that like, if I, if I want to show my husband love, for example, I want to go over there and I want to give him a big hug and I want to like be all up in him and just like kiss his face. And he like, you know, enjoys that. But like what really helps him feel so deeply loved is when I yeah, take out the garbage for him or when I clean out his coffee container for him or when I vacuum up the dog hair, which I know he hates. (laughs) Those because his love language is acts of service. He really feels that. And for me, like the, I mean, the man is amazing, right? He does so many acts of service. He freaking does all the grocery shopping and the cooking and all like so much stuff and like all of these beautiful acts of service, which is like, I can appreciate, but I don't really feel that love until he comes up and gives me a hug. I don't either. Totally get yeah. it. Don't either. Uh, yeah. and so I, totally I think that get. that is like, like, yes, let's be in our feminine. Let's risk, like be in our pleasure. And that is one way that they can feel love, but also let's really understand our partners and like really understand what yeah. they need and what they, what really makes them feel loved. And let's also be in our masculine to give them that, which they need to. True. And you don't always need to sit down and read the book to figure it out. Like once you can Google totally. these, these love languages yeah. to check them out. Yeah. And you can typically tell with somebody you're with um, what their love languages are by what they do. Yeah. It's normally the the things that they are doing would be their love languages. So if they are constantly doing things for you, even though you maybe don't really give a shit about them, uh, that will probably be not about them, Access but about service. the things they're doing. Let me clarify. Um, you know, if they're taking out the garbage and, and cleaning the floor and cooking and all this, you're like, oh, cool. Um, most likely that's their love language because that's totally. the way they're trying to show it. Exactly. Which, exactly. Um, yeah. 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 I love that. Yeah. So yummy. And it, yeah, it really helps. And these are the conversations that I also believe that we need to have, like using the fears, loves and desires or the desires, fears and loves tool in relationship is so, so important, which I've shared it on podcasts before. And you're happy to email me in and I'll, I'll share it with you again of actually sitting down and having these conversations about what do you desire and giving each other two yeah. minutes to share. And it's thank you. What yeah. do you desire? Um, and you should, we can do it really, really quickly right now. If you want to, do you want to do three yeah. little polls on what do you desire? Sure. Sure. Okay. Let's do it. Are you ready to okay. begin Jenny? Yes. What do you You're going to ask me first. Okay, perfect. Yeah. What do you um, desire? Mm, I desire to have a really beautiful family gathering tonight that we have planned. Mm, thank you. What do you desire? Mm, I desire that my husband takes the lead when we do the pumpkin carving. Oh, yummy. Thank you. What do you desire? Mm, I desire to feel really connected with my children and my husband while we have this beautiful experience together tonight. Mm, Thank you. So typically it's at a timer for two or three minutes and then you'd switch. So I'll let you go ahead. We're going to switch now early. Kim, what do you desire? Mm. Uh, I desire a beautiful romantic weekend away next weekend. Mm, Thank you. What do you desire? Mm, I desire a really quiet weekend this weekend, just to settle after this crazy October. Mm, Thank you. What do you desire? (laughs) <laughs> I can't say that one on air. <laughs> oh, I'm like, oh, okay. That's what I want to hear. Yeah, okay. I'm like, say that one on air, girl. You're telling me. Why us. can't I say that on air? I know it's my podcast, but all of a sudden it was like, woo, what am I saying? <laughs> Full permission. Anyway. Tell it. Say it, say it for the Full people permission. in the back. What do you desire, Kim? I desire some really epic, connected, hot sex. Mm. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. Isn't that interesting that I shrunk for a second there? I just did. I was like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it just goes to show how deep conditioning is and how just like subconscious it can be. Right. Yeah. It just grabbed me and it was like, whoa. Yeah. Meantime, I've talked for about sex for 203 episodes. (laughs) Go figure. Um, And it felt very personal all of a sudden. So it felt a little more vulnerable. Of course. That's what it was. Yeah. And then typically we'd switch and go, and what do you fear? And you'd give each other two minutes on what do you fear? And this is the time to actually drop in yeah. and and really share vulnerably with your partner yeah. what you fear, what's going yeah. on, what are things that you're fearing? And you're going to hear things that you're going to go, oh, wow, 
And this is not the time to talk about it. This is not the time to go, oh, really? Tell me more. This is the time to simply say thank you. And what do you fear? And simply listen. Um, And you go back and forth for two minutes. And should something come up in here that you want to talk about, first, I invite you to go and process your own stuff Mm -hmm. beforehand, take a week or so, whatever it needs to be, and then invite your partner back in and say, hey, you shared something last week, the other day, whatever it was, and I'd really like to talk about it. Is now a good time? And that's a way that you can approach something like that. But you really, you want to try and keep this container as clean as possible to just listening to each other. And then the final one is two minutes or so each for what do you love about me? And you go back and forth and share, what do you love about me for two minutes each? And the only answer is, thank you. What do you love about me? That's it. It's that simple. And it can feel a little uncomfortable for the first couple of times. And from there, it is one of the most powerful, deeply connected tools for amazing communication and understanding each other. It's something that I recommend every single partnership does. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. And then just for somebody who maybe would be trying this um, practice for the first time, like, what do you recommend? Like, then what about afterwards? So like everybody is done sharing, then do you just like move on with your life? Do you go do something together? Like, what would you kind of recommend for that? You know, I've recommended to clients that you can do this in the car if you actually don't want to be that that intimate, if you're having a little Mm -hmm. bit of a struggles and you want to share some things out and hash Mm -hmm. them out, you can do them in the car. But afterwards, a recap of some sort is very powerful. How was that for you? What was hard? What was easy? You know, just a little bit of reflection. What would you like more of? Was it too long? Was it too short? Um, And yeah, just sharing how it was for you is perfect. And you can do this again in a car. You can do it before lovemaking. You can do it every day after work. You can do it every day in the morning. You know, it can be whatever it needs to be. You get to set your own container around it. Just keep practicing it. You can do it on the phone. It's beautiful to sit and face each other uh, and do eye contact and really just listen to each other. And it's like 10, 12 minute practice. It doesn't have to be long. It can be longer if you want it to be, but I recommend actually keeping it a little shorter and doing it more often instead. Totally. Totally. I love that. And, and you can, you know, and you could even do like, if two minutes feels too long, like do one minute, do 30 seconds, do like three back and forth, like Kim and I demoed, like make it whatever, like just share one to begin with, (laughs) just whatever to help you get started. And I think my invitation there too, is in the beginning, I can feel vulnerable and you don't want to share your truth. And I invite you if you're in partnership to share your truth, because Mm, that is where the power lies. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This was so good. As always, I could talk to you all day long and we could just record and record and record um, because it's just, we're so aligned and we're such on beautiful parallel mirrored journeys. And yes, yeah, I agree. I always love these conversations and um, yeah, I just really appreciate you inviting me on and holding this space and yeah, allowing us to kind of articulate these, these vast and intricate concepts and ideas. And I mean, we could say this is still even just a, sh- a little surface scratch of it. Um. <laughs> yeah. We're just starting to play. We're just starting to deepen. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, we've, we've done our, our pussy, our inner feminine work, and now we're both playing. Yeah. And inviting yeah. in more of this deeper masculine within ourselves and within partnerships and and deepening, just deepening. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think the whole collective is starting to, too, mm-hmm. which is beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say, you know, if someone wants a little takeaway from this conversation, like what can you start to do? I would, I would just invite people to really start noticing just as you're normally going through your day, like where, like what, what energy are you in? Like, are you in a very doing active, giving outward flowing type energy? Are you in a more receptive, receiving pleasure, you know, embodied energy? Um, And just, and just start to notice and just start to notice and start to notice um, like, oh, if I have been in a you know, kind of like masculine energy for a long time doing, doing, doing action. Like, can I take a little break and like come back into that feminine energy and let that be a nourishing source for my masculine energy? And, and also noticing within partnership, like what energy dynamic am I am? Like, am I mothering my partner and just start to, just start to notice, start to notice. Yeah. And And for a tool to, after Mm -hmm. noticing, Mm -hmm. move into your pleasure. Yes, to your pleasure. <laughs> move into connecting with body. Move into connecting with your sexuality, your sensuality. Yeah. Follow your pleasure. And this can be tricky. So if you need help, talk to Jenny or I. We are both expert 
pussy pleasure queens on <laughs> all of these topics. And then the, the next step then also is receiving, practice yeah. receiving, noticing yeah. where you're not receiving, where are you getting compliments on your hair? You're like, oh, this, I haven't done my hair in a month or I haven't yeah. washed it in a week. Like yeah. practice receiving. These are yeah. really big key foundational components to yeah. being able to start this work. And that practicing of receiving can even be like, oh, when I take a drink of my water, I'm going to really receive, like, I'm going to feel myself receiving. I'm going to feel the way it feels. Right. And just, we can like, we can practice receiving in any moment, right. We can just receive a breath. Um, and so just if, you know, like it doesn't just have to be compliments. That's a great place because women in particular, we are usually terrible at receiving compliments, but just start receiving anywhere you can anywhere and everywhere. Yeah. I received a lot from you on this podcast today because no. I have a light headache. So I just let Jenny talk as much as possible and was like, perfect. Perfect. Oh, perfect. Well, I received so much. I received so much energy and inspiration and fun and pleasure from being on this podcast with you, Kim. So thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Quickly share where people can find you too, Jenny, and we'll put it in the show notes too. Yes, definitely. Um, Facebook is one of my main hangouts. Um, it's my name, Jenny Braxton there. And then I'm at pussy with three s's dot centered dot living over on instagram cool, cool. Yeah, you can link that <laughs> cool, cool. sounds good well all that right. is all for today everyone i hope you enjoyed this episode and to be continued because i know jenny and i aren't done yet <laughs> i'll be back <laughs> we'll be back we'll both be back okay till next time everyone bye I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you got a juicy nugget or two, scroll down on whatever app you're listening to and leave a five-star rating and review. I invite you to follow me, join the conversation, the weekly lives, and a lot of other amazing free content in my private Facebook group. Let's get your sexy back. You can also friend me personally on Facebook, Kim Coffin, and follow me on Instagram at Get Your Sexy Back Coach. If you'd like to be a guest on the podcast, don't be shy. Reach out. I'd love to connect with you. 